the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. American prosperity is the bedrock of freedom and security all over the world. An obligation to the heritage of liberty and dignity handed down to us by our forefathers. It's time for the Pro-America Report with Ed Martin on The Answer San Diego. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Hey, we've got a treat for you today. I had to record an interview ahead of time just about an hour ago uh, with Vince Everett Ellison, the author and commentator and just an extraordinary man. Um, and the interview was phenomenal. I, I, I planned on doing one segment Ended up doing two. Um, so 20 minutes of interview with him. His new book is called Crime Inc. Crime Inc. Uh, from Bombardier Press, which is uh, an imprint of our friends over at Post Hill and Anthony Zaccardi, a great group. So you need to check it out. First of all, you need to check out that book. I have a copy of it. I've read. I told him I read most of it. I, You know me. I read uh, bounce around books, but it's extraordinary. And especially his stories of his upbringing and his father and uh, what he came from, how he came out of his poverty, his father, how he worked his family out of poverty. And then the voice of Vince Ellison, when he talks about what the Democrat current Democrat party is about again, as an African-American businessman, uh, a um, religious believer, an author, uh, it's just it's phenomenal. It is phenomenal to hear his voice. You're going to want to check it out. You're going to want to uh, pay attention to this guy uh, and you're going to listen to this interview. So that's coming up in a few moments. Um, but before we get to that, I want to warn you uh, as a follow up and today's wink that we're in a really treacherous. We're in treacherous territory because we're about to see what amounts to a siege. Uh, it's been described as that um, a, a siege in um, of the Hamas and especially what's happened in um, the uh, areas uh, surrounding Hamas. You know, the 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 what Hamas did is not limited, unfortunately, to, you know, you can't find those folks. You have to look at all around them. And so Gaza includes. Um, well, it's Hamas controlled. So Gaza. But we're going to see a siege of Hamas, excuse me, of Gaza, that is going to be um, like nothing we've ever seen. And and I mean that because we're going to see it. We're going to see it. Um, it is going to be uh, a something that is beyond our um, comprehending in the sense that war is hell. War is hell. This is a war. And so when you, um, when you, you, when you try to, uh, describe war to people, and I have had my brother, the Marine, I've talked about him a lot, my brother Jim, he, he was, um, uh, in Afghanistan and Iraq. And, you know, you, um, you, you can describe war and you can make movies about it and you can do kinds of things like that, but you can't really, um, do it justice. And siege is a tactic 
that was used in a different era, right, in a different period of history than we're in now, very commonly. You've heard the description of siege of, siege of Jerusalem. I mean, there was there was a siege of Jerusalem that happened. Um, and then down through history, there have been famous sieges that have been described because that was the way that you handled major problems. You, if you, if you had a problem with a city and the city went and retreated back up into the walls of the city, you would create around them a siege and you would, the siege would basically, you'd wait them out. And there were famous sieges of, um, uh, of every major city, you know, Constantine, uh, um, uh, Constant, Constantinople. I mean, um, Anytime that the army could get back to their place, there was Ravenna. That's one I was thinking of Ravenna in Italy. They, they would get back to their home, home, uh, city and they would lock themselves in and they would have lots of store, uh, you know, storage. They would have water and they would have uh, food, but the siege would just have to go on and you'd wait them out and you'd wait them out and you'd wait them out. And there have been famous, famous sieges, uh, uh that are brutal, but we never had video. We never had. Uh, you know, um, uh, the ability to have people see what happened. Even, of course, the, the siege of Vicksburg, uh, in America is a famous siege that people will, will know the history of because at that time, but how long did it go on? I'm, I'm trying to look it up right while we're talking. I, I, I think the siege of Vicksburg, uh, might have gone on. It, it was a brutal, it led to a brutal battle, but the siege beforehand, uh, went on for uh, 47 days, 47 days. Um, the, the, um, that's, you know, may sound like a long time to you, but there are seizures that went on for years. And, uh, and then there would be negotiations. Can you let in food? Can you let in some uh, more provisions? Can you, but at a certain point, the hard line of seizures and it became effective is because you just shut it off. What we've seen in Gaza is that the electricity's off, the water's off and the seizures on. And again, my point here, my warning is that we're going to see it on TV and we're going to see it on video and it's going to be um, horrific, just like what we saw from the terrorist act, the attacks by Hamas on Israelis, the death of just horrendous. So I'm not I'm not I'm not saying we shouldn't have to see it. I'm saying war is hell. War is hell. And it's ugly. But now the trick is we're also going to be misled. So we're going to have to watch war and we're going to have to then try to cut through what will almost certainly be the deception and the deceptive use of video. Because if you watch the world over, you see people that are sympathetic to the Palestinian side, to the Hamas side. You see them saying uh, that out loud what you're surprised to hear them say out loud. There's a by the way, there's a there's a great, amazing video. Not great. It's a terrible video of a of David Horowitz giving a speech a few years ago at the University of San Diego, I think, and um, or University of uh, California at San Diego and a um Palestinian a Hamas supporter gets up and says, and he says, well, will you denounce Hamas? And she says, no, I can't, because if I do, I'll get arrested by Homeland Security, which is insane. But then he says, do you um, when Hamas says that they don't they hope that everyone gathers uh, all the Jews gather in, in Jerusalem so they don't have to hunt them down all over the world. Do you agree with that? And she said, yes, with a straight face. So and and there have been now people at Harvard uh, uh, students are supposed to be the enlightened students of the world. They are saying how they stand with the uh, Palestinians after these acts. There have been people in um, in uh, uh, Michigan, uh, in communities, pockets of, of people who have said they stand. So there are going to be people who want to aid in the showing of the massive suffering of the siege of Gaza, the siege of Gaza will be ugly, like every siege was.
but it will be effective like every siege is if if the army that is sieging seizing see putting the siege on is able to hold if you give in you know what would happen what would happen in sieges and very, very other times would people would get sick and they would actually throw the bodies of the people that were dying in the in the city out of the out of the um the town over the wall because they didn't want decomposing bodies in there and they would do that they did that uh, on and on and on so it it only comes down to whether the israelis will hold uh the the um siege as long as they need to to break hamas and uh, break the uh the the people that did this to him and I, I wouldn't bet against them i i would not bet against the uh the israelis knowing that it's an existential crisis um and that they have to do this but it will be very ugly it will be very very unpleasant uh, it will be and again we will be misled by people who want to try to make it seem like and make us see how ugly it is this is not a good thing. I'm, I'm not. I'm just warning you. What you need to know is we're going to see evil depicted by people who want us to feel that way, and we're going to have to be uh, careful what we do. And um, the uh, and the reality is, we cannot tell uh, what the um, what the future will hold, how it will look and feel. And what I'm saying is we are being we have we have a history now of distrust, but verify of the intelligence community misleading us. And the reality is, I don't know how. We can go uh, forward. I don't know how we can go forward and trust and verify in this context. And frankly, I, I think we're going to see our own intelligence community take a side. Right. We've never had we, we've we've had to rely on our intelligence community to shoot, try to shoot with a straight and we can't trust them right now. So it's a terribly un- unstable time. It's a terribly unstable time. And I'm, I, I think we're um, going to see and feel things that we, I mean, if, I didn't watch much of the video. I can't really stand it when they show video of people who are being slaughtered and, and uh, you know, or, or had been slaughtered. I can't, I just can't, I know myself well enough that I can't do it. I watch a little bit to see how bad it is. I, re- I, I heard descriptions of it and, um, but I don't know how um, to, I don't even know how to process it. I, I, and so I leave it. But I, I, I put it in my head. We're going to see some really unpleasant stuff. And what you need to know is we have to find our ways through it. We have to find sources that will tell us the truth. We have to cut through the things that we can um, see our lies. And we have to also understand that war is hell. That's not a justification for any act at all. You still have to you know, evaluate what's happening. But it is understand. It is a war. It's fair enough for Israel to say it's a war. It is. They were attacked. Now you have to go forward. And I don't know how a modern's, I don't know how modernity will handle a siege. I don't know what the process will be for understanding it and how it will impact us, but we're going to face it. We're going to face it and face it um, straight ahead. So that's what you need to know today. Hang on for this great interview with uh, Vince Everett Ellison, extraordinary. And we'll be right back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro America Report. Back in a moment.
Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. You know, again, what happens all the time, my listeners get tired of it, sir, that uh, I had the best conversation off the air. I didn't record it with our next guest is Vince Everett Ellison. He is a prolific author now. He's got uh, a number one best-selling book on Amazon, uh, and he's got uh, Simon & Schuster distributed his book. I mean, he's and he's a conservative uh, who speaks fearlessly. It's it's kind of amazing that he uh, gets away with it. And he's got he's got another a book that is the subject of our conversation today that I want to start with, although knowing our conversation off the air, we may find that we go all over the place anyway and, and talking. So uh, Vince Everett Ellison, first of all, welcome to the program. How are you, sir? Man, I'm doing great, Ed. Thanks for having me. Well, it's great to have you. Crime Inc. is the name of the book. Bombardier, uh, our friends over at Bombardier, distributing it and, and producing it and, and publishing it. So I want to tell you, the la- I, I, I read these books. I get lots of books, and I love them, and I read it and bounce through them. But I often read first chapter, last chapter to get so that you can see what the, somebody's going to set it up and then how they're going to bang it home. I, to me, the banging it home at the end of this book, the story of your dad, I mean, to me... I feel like you should write a biography of that man. It's it's like the perfect American dream. And it's even as you write it, I can see it's almost like a a son, a child looking and going, I don't know what he's doing. And then all of a sudden you see it come together. Extraordinary uh, arc of his life. Just amazing to me. Well, he's an amazing man. Um, I was born on a cotton plantation in Haywood County, Tennessee, and he was a sharecropper. Uh, and he aspired. He, he got into the insurance industry and he brought us out of poverty. He, we started a gospel music group called the Ellison Family. Y'all can find some of our music on, on YouTube. It's amazing. <laughs> we went around we, we went around singing, singing gospel music all, all around the South. And uh, then I went to the University of Memphis and I started working as a correctional officer in South Carolina. And I saw that we had we hadn't overcome. And mm-hmm. I saw that um, inside the black community, we had three entities that were making money off of the chaos called them the Iron Triangle. Most black preachers and most black politicians and most black civic uh, 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 rights workers, their their job is to keep the black community under control for the Democratic Party. And they're conduits between rich white liberals uh, and the uh, black community. And their job is to uh, make the black community vote for the Democratic Party 90 percent by hook or by crook. Street money, sold to the polls, ballot harvesting, uh, uh, intimidation, bribery, shakedown, you name it, they do it. So that's why I, 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 I started uh, I started writing books and started doing movies uh, about this. My, my last documentary was "Will You Go to Hell for Me." Mm. Um, uh, 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 Tucker Carlson let, let me debut my trailer on his show because when I texted it to him, he said it's most powerful trailer he'd ever seen. Wow. Your listeners can go to my website vinceeellison.com. That's okay. vinceeellison.com. You can find my books and you can find the trailer to my documentary there. And when you see that trailer, you'll have to watch the documentary because it explains everything that's going on. But my newest book, Crime Inc., is my third book behind my first two books, which were uh, which uh, have all sold close to 100,000 copies apiece. My first book, The Iron Triangle, was listed by, uh, by, by Book Authority as the 67th most important political book ever written in the history of the world. Yes, that's how important it was. Wow. 25 Lies talks about the 25, 25 of the Democratic Party's most indomitable and seductive and damnable lies. Crime Inc. continues the saga. It, it tells how the Democratic Party is not just an evil organization, but it is a criminal organization that it uses the same tactics as the mafia and the triads, um, uh, 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 MS-13, all, and Crips in the Bloods. I started by explaining how they are from a foreign influence, just as all the rest of these guys are. You know, the mafia from Italy, right, right. Uh, the triads from Asia, the, and, and, and MS-13 is from South America. 
Well, the, today's the Democratic Party. It's not the Democratic Party of the nineteen before nineteen sixty. They were just a, a a group of racist Ku Klux Klan rabble. Right. But after the Civil Rights Movement, the communists that took over the Civil Rights Movement catapulted to the Democratic Party, and in nineteen seventy two they took it over. These mm-hmm. were Harvard, Yale educated beatniks, dope addicts, atheists, uh, Marxists, and they made it into a sophisticated criminal organization. The same way that the same way that 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 that, that, that Trotsky and Lenin um, uh, 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 did uh, the Bolsheviks in um, um, and the communists in Russia, right? They turned the Democratic Party into a Marxist organization. So I talk about how Martin Luther King Jr., the Civil Rights Movement, uh, the Black Panthers, all of these guys were involved in that, along with a young Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi. James Clyburn, all these young people in 72 took over the party, made it a Marxist party and turned into this crime organization that we're dealing with today. Uh, Vince Everett Ellison is our guest, extraordinary author, and, and his newest book, Crime Inc., as I mentioned, is really a, a powerful and, and compelling. And again, I get a lot of books and I start to read them and I don't get, I get drawn into this one. And I really bounce through it, his own history as a corrections officer. So having seen that world and and also your story, your father. Uh, um, so but let me pause. First of all, I, I didn't get it right. Vince E. Ellison dot com. Is that the site? That's correct. Three so, E's in the middle. Vince okay. Ellison dot com. Okay, good. I want to make sure I got it right. I didn't write it down fast enough. So, all right, Vince, uh, Vince E. Ellison dot com. We'll put it up on social media. Now, I, I, I need to pause on the current events because I can tell already now having talked to you offline and now online, you'll be, you won't mind this question. When Black Lives Matter put up a thing saying, um, like, oh, you know, a paragliding or whatever image with their flag, uh, in support of basically the terrorist acts against Israel. The thing that I wondered about when I was reading your book, it was last night I was getting ready for this is it doesn't help normal people. I mean, nobody wants to think you and I know that Black Lives Matter was a front, a money front. You know, it was a racket and it was done. But normal Americans, they don't want to they don't want to. I don't it feels like to me it was almost even worse that they did that, because now you think, oh, the people that are for black lives, they're they're terrorists. I mean, they're for this stuff. It's it's almost like they're encouraging this this kind of hate and division all the time. Well, they, they, they've always done it. Black Lives Matter is part of the Democrat Party, all of them. Uh, right. The Democratic Party is controlled by a cabal of perverts, liars, psychopaths, and anti-Christian bigots. Their business model promotes the most insane and the, and the most violent people to the top. It's just like the Nazis and just like the communists. Heck, man, they are communists over in Russia and China. Who gets promoted to the top? The most vicious, the most vile, the most, ups, the most insane and the most obscene. These people leave the Democrat Party. Black Lives Matter is part of the Democrat Party. They're their shock troops. They're just like Hamas. Hamas uses uh, these suicide bombers and these shock troops to kill themselves for the party. That's them. They use these people to go out and, and, and march and fight and blow stuff up and get shot for them. Black Lives Matter, a bunch of ignorant rabble. All they know how to do is fight. They're anti-Christian. They're anti-American. They're anti-man. They fit the Democrat Party mold. Where the, where, where the average people like you and I work for a living, we pay our taxes, take care of our family. The Democrat Party model elevates the, 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 the most violent, the most hateful, the most vicious, the most evil. This is a party that castrate little boys and call them little girls. This is a party that want to give double mastectomies to little girls and call them little boys. This is a party that believes in, in, in abortion up to the ninth month. This is a party that allows sex trafficking and 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 dope trafficking over our southern border to the point where they're killing over a hundred thousand young people a day with fentanyl. 
This is a party that will allow demented men to go into the bathrooms with your children and your wife. They will allow demented men to to um, uh, participate in sports beside your daughter. This is a party that will lock you up if you kneel at a football game to pray to Jesus, but will applaud you if you kneel at that same game to protest your country. Right. This is a party of sick, sick people. This is a party that locks poor children in failing schools and then give more and more money to the school the more and more it fails. In Baltimore, they're spending $21,000 a child up there. And not one school is proficient in math, reading, or science when it comes to these children. Chicago is the same way. Memphis is the same way. Detroit is the same way. John Kennedy stood in front of the Berlin Wall and said, anybody wants to say the communist, the communism is great, let them come to Berlin. Well, I say anybody that thinks the Democratic Party is good, let them go to Detroit. Let them go to Chicago. Let them go to Memphis. Let them go to L.A. Let them go to Portland and Seattle. Everywhere they rule. They are death machines. Uh, They're insane. Well, and we need to kick them out in 2024. Uh, Vince Everett Ellison, again, is our guest. And uh, VinceEllison.com, I'll put up on social media. His book is called Crime, Inc. It's extraordinary. I just have a minute left. I'm sorry to say. Um, but you, you, I, I can't even do this, actually. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to I'm going to uh, I'm going to take a break and come back if you don't mind and keep talking to you, because I want to I, I we our conversation off the air. It segues into this so uh, perfectly. So if you don't if you're OK with that, you have do you have time for another. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, man. Yeah. Sure. OK. All right. So sure. let me let me let me uh, we'll take a break real quickly. And re- let me remind you, it's a uh, Bombardier Press is a p- publisher of this book. It's extraordinary crime. Inc. Vince Everett Ellison is the author. If you go to Vince E. Ellison dot com, I'm looking at the website. There's book excerpts. You can order the book. His article there uh, and you can contact him he speaks all over the country it's uh it's extraordinary so uh we'll do that we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back it's ed martin here on the pro america report back in a moment All right, we're back, everybody. Our guest, as I mentioned, is Vince Everett Ellison. I kept him over because I can't stop because I'm uh, his uh, that riff. I'm going to cut it and use it. Uh, I, by the way, I don't even know if we said this out loud. I, I think we could have implied it. I didn't say it, and you didn't say it. He happens to be African American. I, I don't know if it matters to me. He just makes sense, but it does it has it gives a little perspective. And when he talks about his father and his life and what he's come from and, and what he's seen, so Vince, you mentioned uh, uh, before we got on segueing to the Democrat Party, but more broadly, the um, system in a America of just let's talk about Congress has created an incentive for a, a protection racket of the elected officials that the Republicans and the Democrats collude together to make sure that they all stay in power and they may bounce back and forth in terms of who's in the White House. We saw that. I think they hated Trump because he wasn't one of the insiders. They would have preferred a Romney or a McCain. It's the same kind of thing. You look and you say you're mad about the leadership in your in your in the U.S. House, for example. They're fighting amongst themselves or whatever. They're not cutting spending. They're not doing things you want. But look at what you're doing over and over again or how you're doing it. And I guess the segue, Vince, is that how do you break through that? It's so powerful and the media is interested is self-interested in in the in the racket and obviously big tech is it it feels insurmountable well if it's not the what we talked about was how this thing happened in in 1992 lee atwater took over the rnc george hw bush had become president lee atwater was given the job of the rnc and lee understood that the democrats had controlled congress for the last 42 years Mm -hmm. an unbroken chain and he wanted to take over Congress. So he said, we got to do something about redistricting. So what did he do? The state legislatures controlled the redistricting process. There were very few black congressmen in the, uh, in the house back then, maybe 12 or 13, a handful. So Lee made a, made a deal. 
he knew that uh, these state houses, he could get, if he got the black people to vote for the Republican idea of redistricting, that, that, that there was a good chance that the Republicans could take over in 1994. So how was he going to get the black caucus to abandon the Democrat party? He went to each one of them and said, we're going to double your numbers in the house with our redistricting plan. They're going to put all the black people in one district. We're going to also give, we're going to double your numbers, uh, up in Congress. We're going to give you a guaranteed congressional black district for your congressman. In return, you guys vote for our redistricting plan. And we will guarantee you that in perpetuity, if anybody that is a Republican runs against you in these districts, we will not support them. We won't give them no money. We'll give them nothing. Hmm. And the black caucus saying, Hey, forget these white Democrats. We want to keep our jobs and that, and we want to expand. Our reach and also the Republicans said that we will work with y'all in some of the things you want. This is why the deficit is exploding. That's why we have a ten a two trillion dollar deficit, because they have to give the black caucus so much money for welfare and handouts and all this kind of stuff. So they make this deal hand in glove. So the Republicans abandon the black community, turn them over to the black caucuses. And now the black caucus can go in and say the most terrible things about Republicans. This is why we sat back and watched Maxine Waters. And James Clyburn call us Nazis and call us homophobes and call us full of hate. And the Republicans do not defend us. Why? Because the Black Caucus and the Republicans have a deal. The only way we beat this is to do what Ed is doing. We have to go around them, not ask permission. I don't ask permission to write my books. I don't ask permission to do my videos. I don't ask permission to do my speeches. I go and I talk. And when I talk, people are listening. So the latest uh, poll from CNN said, that uh, uh, Donald Trump is getting close to 20% of the black vote. The Democratic Party is panicking. They're panicking because of what me and Ed Martin is doing, not because of what the GOP is doing. It's because of us. It's because of you. It's because you're going to read my book and share it with your friends. You're going to look at my website and share it with your friends. You're going to watch my documentary and then send it to your friends and say, how can you be a Christian and vote for a party that's going to kill babies up to the ninth month? How are you going to be a Christian and vote for a party that's going to castrate little boys and, and double sexing to little girls and, and let fentanyl come across this border and will keep God out of the public educational system? We believe that our rights come from God. They are unalienable. In our declaration, it says they precede the Constitution. John Locke said an unalienable right is irrevocable, non-transferable, unsellable. We were born free. Never Unless these people tell us, even in Martin Luther King Jr., I have a dream speech. He speaks about the fact that 100 years after the Emancipation Proclamation, the Negro is still not free. That is a lie. I was born free. The the uh, Vince Vince Ellison is our is our guest. Vince, uh, is that when you when you um all that you said? Do you have uh back to my the 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 nub of my question, which I didn't say clearly enough? The the powers that be are against changing the status quo. I mentioned the line I love to say, Eric Hoffer. He said, every great cause begins as a movement, becomes a business, and degenerates into a racket. We're in the racket stage. But in on the racket are are all a big media and big tech. And they oh, yeah. and, and and so I mean, are you are you I know you're optimistic because I've read your stuff, you're a Christian, so you believe that the Lord can do whatever he wants. So we you never have you never give up hope and you never have optimism. But practically, do you see who are the who I mean, is Trump the only one sort of buck in the system? Are there other leaders that you see and you say they're they're negating the hate that, that that they're trying to foster in the black community to try to lead i mean ben carson was one of the most extraordinary people i'd ever met but you know he doesn't he hasn't expanded as a leader he's just this kind of kind of saintly presence i you see so who's leading on this how do we do you have hope that it's there's leaders coming um and this is how i've always seen and i have this this really interesting view of always looking at the world I never look at what happens to me. I look at how I respond to it. Right. So when people say to me that, you know, black people 
um, uh, that, 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 that because of white intimidation, black men did not vote between, um, you know, 1900 and 1960. The civil rights movement had to fix it where black, black men could vote. I said, no, it wasn't because of black, white intimidation. It's because of black male cowardice. Because weakness always invites bullies. Always. So you have to be strong. This is why I was brought up in Brownsville, Tennessee. The most violent Klan uh, group in, in America was in Tennessee, and their grand wizard lived in in in, in Brownsville. Uh, when I was a little boy growing up, he wired up my mother and father's new home. And uh, we were getting ready to move in, and my mother um, uh, saw that he had put um, uh, very, very inexpensive light fishers in the house, not the ones that she had chosen, and she confronted him. And she told him, I know that you're the, you're the grand wizard of the Ku Klux Klan. He tried to not. Mom said, no, 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 I know you are, but I'm not afraid of you. This is what, oh, wow. I'm, supposed my, this is what I'm supposed to have in my house. <laughs> wow. And you've got to have it put in my house, or I'm going to call the people that are paying that, that I've loaned borrowed the money from to pay for this house, and I'm going to have you locked up. Wow. Now, you try me. Guess what he did? <laughs> he put my mama's life fixtures in my mama's house. Oh, you know why? Because my mother was not afraid of him. My right. father kept a gun on him at all times. And I tell people, if anybody takes my love for, 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 for weakness, and I love everybody because Jesus does love everybody. But you take my love for weakness, I got two things to get you off me. That's Jesus and my 38. Do not try me. <laughs> See, this is where the power comes from. Not right. us depending on government. I put myself in a position in my life where I don't depend on them for nothing. They don't even pick up my garbage. Right. I pay my taxes. I send my children to private school or I homeschool them. I'm not going to be marching down the street arguing for the public educational system to teach my children black history right. or Christianity. I do it. Wow. We as Americans cannot act like Democrats anymore and depend on government to take care of us. We have to move to places like I live in the Blue Ridge Mountains where everybody got a gun, where everybody respects one another, where men are men, women are women. You don't touch our children. If you do, we're going to deal with you. Right. We have to stop crying about what government does and move to places, maybe down south, maybe Tennessee, maybe Texas, maybe Florida. Just like the just like the Europeans did when they all migrated here. I'm tired of the king. I'm tired of the church. I'm going to America. We have to go places and get away from these cities, away from these crazy Democrats. And when they start feeling the pain, they'll change what they're doing or they'll implode on their own. Leave them to their own devices. Decide to be free. Exercise your freedom of movement. And go somewhere where you can live as a free man and a hell with these Democrats. Uh, Vince Everett Ellison and the book is Crime Inc. Uh, Bombardier Press. I'll put that up. I got about a minute left in your bio. I knew years ago now, a long time ago, you ran for office. Um, would you run for office again? No, man, it's not any, anywhere even in my vocabulary to, to run for office. I'm, I'm too honest. To, uh, <laughs> that's, to probably, it's probably, but, that's, that's probably but you true. Know what? The C.S. Lewis said that we live in the Shadowlands. Right. And we do. But he said that there is always sunshine over the hill. Right. Things are, things are going to be fine. Yeah. You have these Democrats talking about white, white, white supremacy. You have them talking about white privilege. Well, it is a privilege to be white, but it's also a privilege to be black. Right. It's a privilege to be an American. It's a privilege to be a Christian living in the greatest country in the world. These right. people can't, can't defeat us. Look at them. They're killing themselves. They're yeah. imploding. They're in a fractured style. While we, while we Christians have our children, we keep our families together, we pay our taxes, and we live the way God intended us to live. They yeah. will perish on their own. They need no help from us. <laughs> All right. Vince Everett Ellison, uh, v- VinceEllison.com. I'll put it up. Thank you for the time, and God bless you, and we'll talk again soon. I guarantee you that. Thank you.
All right, brother. You take care. Thanks for Thanks. having me. All right. Vince Everett Ellison. Wow. I've seen him before on TV. I've never had that, uh, that, that experience to talk to him, especially for that, uh, talking two, two, two segments. He's great. All right. We'll take a break though. I'm running up to the break, uh, running up to a stop. Ed Martin here on the Pro America Report. Don't forget ProAmericaReport.com. Check it out. We'll be right back. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Mrs. Schlafly was a courageous and articulate voice for traditional values and common sense for more than 70 years. Now continuing that legacy, here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. The attempt in Georgia to ruin the lives of 19 Republican leaders with a sham indictment, it should not go accepted by Americans nationwide. Georgia taxpayers should not be looted by the Fulton County prosecutor with this travesty that's foisted on the rest of the country. And the American people should not go along with this abuse of power. Leftists are exploiting a weakness in our political system that for far too long has given nearly unlimited and unaccountable power to low level prosecutors. A county prosecutor has no business interfering with the election for president of the United States. Yet Democrats are so determined to hold on to the White House in 2024 that they are willing to go there. Their single-minded purpose is to prevent, at all costs it seems, the election of a Republican as president. If they succeed at blocking or even imprisoning Donald Trump, no other candidate is likely to take on the establishment ever again. The notion that one partisan Democrat county prosecutor can paralyze our presidential election by indicting 19 Republicans, including the frontrunner for president, would be comical if portrayed in a movie. But the insanity doesn't even stop there. In addition to trying to destroy the 19 named defendants, the Democrat county prosecutor in Atlanta absurdly smears 30 more Republicans as unindicted alleged co-conspirators. CNN, of course, has identified most of them, including a former New York City police commissioner and even the head of the well-respected conservative group Judicial Watch. Fannie Willis, the Democrat county prosecutor responsible for this madness in Georgia, deserves to have her say in the 2024 election. I fully support her right to vote however she chooses and even to volunteer for whatever candidate she wants on her personal time. However, what I cannot support is her efforts to single handedly remove the choice of Donald Trump from other voters. And she does so by exploiting her position of power. This is un-American to its very core. And every elected official on both sides of the aisle should be speaking out against this blatant election interference. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report with Ed Martin, president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. These culturally relevant commentaries, along with videos, columns, and bulletins, are waiting for you at phyllisschlafly.com. That's phyllisschlafly.com. Plus, find, follow, and share our news and views on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Parler, Gab, and Twitter. Thanks for listening, and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Um, So I watched Donald Trump's speech from New Hampshire, and it got me thinking. I haven't watched him speak in a while, and it got me thinking. First of all, he's really funny. I mean, my goodness. Uh, He just has unbelievable timing. Um, he talked to his parents. He said, you know, I was indicted. Can't believe I was indicted. You know what? We weren't supposed to have indictments in our family. And he looked up towards heaven and he said, sorry, dad. Uh, it was pretty amazing anyway. Um, but listen, here's what I want to tell you. If you think about Trump, think about the things that Joe Biden has actively reversed. It sort of 
actually reversed and 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 you know and say to yourself are is joe biden um immune are these just policy differences is he immune from the sort of human ego stuff that people say about politicians and maybe about joe biden and what i mean by that is uh, think about the reversals uh, donald trump was able to make america energy independent making tons of money off of energy he had gotten the finally gotten the anwar the drilling in the alaskan uh, refugee na- alaskan alaska national wildlife Ref- refuge refuge um he got that done massive amount of joint fracking and the country was we were for the first time energy independent we're making money cost of everything is going down blah 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 and the one of the first things that uh, biden does is reverse all that he gets rid of it. He starts he starts denying permits. He starts changing the rules. He gets rid of fracking. He says he's going to start spending down the strategic petroleum reserve. We're dependent on He switches over to windmills and things. And we're dependent on other nations who start to jerk our chain around. And we don't have as much money. Inflation goes up, up, up in part because of the price of uh, price of fuel. And my point is, that was just a reversal that he did. And maybe it was a total policy preference, but also feels like he didn't want Trump uh, to have that success. I mean, he wanted to that he wanted to change what he had done. Here's another example. We're watching the Middle East explode and, you know, all these people take advantage of one of Donald Trump's main claims to fame in terms of international was no wars, which obviously Biden is not doing that. But it's um, the Abraham Accords. And one of the things that's happened already is the Abraham Accords are in tatters. You know, this great achievement where Saudi Arabia basically said, we'll we'll coexist with Israel. We'll come up with ways we can trade. We'll come up with ways that we can function. Um, and basically, and, and that was Saudi Arabia to the table, which nobody thought in their wildest dreams could have happened. And so now you say, OK, well, and that's gone. That's just totally in tatters. Another another example of of something in tatters uh, that that uh, Donald Trump did. And to watch Trump and listen to Trump talk about these issues, whether it's, as I mentioned, the uh, energy is, is the big, the biggest, the bigger one. But energy and then, of course, uh, Israel and, and international. And it relates to that. You realize the contrast is pretty extraordinary. The contrast is is really extraordinary to see uh, the uh, the difference uh, that's made in their presidencies um, and watching that. So, again, back to back to watching Trump. You got a sense. I Again, I haven't watched him in a long time. So you had you had him talking about what he bra- what he could brag about. You know, I mean, he's bragging about, sorry, his successes. And so, you're, you, you know, you get a, you know, what, what are the what are the contrast points? Another one is the military. Um, he went back and I, you've got to figure that it's a um, an issue that is polling somewhere. The Afghanistan um withdrawal by joe biden that was so disastrous it it obviously is uh costing a huge amount in terms of uh people's you know uh uh, drag on the presidency that's another one here's one also the the, uh the um trump at the border having telling uh, mexico we're going to have remain in mexico catch and release and you're going to pay for a bunch of military officers along the border and they all did that and he loves to tell that story well that's all gone again you talk about reversals of policies i mean got gone completely the other way i mean not even close to you know the reversal in terms of uh keeping that uh the border but also those specifics of catch and release that was gone um remain in mexico gone these specific um instances or ways that that uh, trump acted to try to get control of thing things and uh and they reversed it let's see what else let me look back to my notes here the uh boy it was funny to see um 
uh, Trump in full flow, uh, New Hampshire. He, he was probably an hour, an hour plus speech and he was just rolling, uh, throughout. Um, oh, the, the China tariffs. Um, he said, everybody told you you couldn't do tariffs on China and he did them. And he said, now, uh, Biden's backed off on them, trying to give him a break on tariffs. Uh, again, that one's not as clean because I don't think Biden has rolled them all back. Um, uh, I think he's rolled some of them back. Um, so that one's not as clean, but my point is, if you think about things that 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 uh, Trump brags about that he did uh, oil and gas or energy independence, the border, um, uh, peace in the Middle East, they, they feel like specific um, policy areas that somehow this president was able to this president Biden was able to reverse. Now, do they sit around and say, don't let Trump be able to say he had the historic Abraham Accords? It would be human nature to be that petty. You may think that your presidents are not that petty, but I, 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 I believe they are. And I believe that a guy like Joe Biden especially would be you know, interested in making sure that there's not a historical record of the Abraham Accords being great. That the peace in the he wouldn't I don't think he'd say out loud that he wanted peace, uh, excuse me, war in the Middle East. But he wouldn't mind that it Trump's uh, great uh, achievement would fall fold up. I think that they would not have a problem with that. And so um, anyway, it was a great speech. You should check it out. Uh, I will try to um, make sure to post it over on uh, social media and you'll get a sense of what he is bragging about uh, and uh, and what he thinks is his successes. Uh, Trump, I mean. So there you have it. All right. And uh, listen, don't forget, go to uh, Pro America. Uh, report.com proamericareport.com sign up for the daily um, email there to sign up for the email there and a lot more and we will be back tomorrow it's Ed Martin here on the Pro America Report thank you to Ryan Height and Mason Mohan our producers uh, we'll be back tomorrow Pro America Report talk to you then Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.